0: Good evening, guys, and welcome to another awesome episode of Triggered. Thanks for tuning in. Tonight, we're joined by Devin Nunes. Devin is a former congressman from California and a head of the Intelligence Committee. He was a leading warrior against the Russia collusion hoax, uncovered abuses of the justice system to spy on the 2016 Trump campaign. Devin is now also the CEO of Truth social, and fighting against liberal censorship online each and every day. This is one of those episodes where you're going to learn a lot. Devin knows as much as anyone about how the swamp works behind the scenes. He was one of the only people to get all of Russia, Russia, Russia right. He was the first one talking about it. He and Cash Patel, a regular and friend of the show, You know, Cash worked for Devin and uncovered all of the nonsense that we're seeing played out. He's been vilified. They've tried to go after him, and yet he's the only one that was actually telling the truth. He's the only one that actually got it right. So make sure you like and subscribe to the show. Just do it right here so you never miss an episode. It's all on you guys uh, to make this go viral to make it possible uh, along with a couple of our brave sponsors and I'm going to talk about them in two seconds before we get to Devin. So I want you to go check out Goldco folks. These are guys that are taking a serious risk sponsoring a show like this. We've seen just like there's not equal treatment under the law in government. Uh, there's not either if you actually sponsor conservative you know, America first type programming. So guys we see the economic storm that's brewing. We've been watching the warning signs for months. I don't need to tell you about inflation and skyrocketing interest rates and bank collapses. Like, you know, World War III would also be a minor detail in some of these things, but I just want you to be prepared and make sure you know about all the options you have to protect your and your family's financial security. So owning tangible, physical, Inflation hedging gold and silver can help diversify your portfolio. GoldCo is top-notch customer service. They'll answer all of your questions. They'll walk you through it step-by-step step so that you guys can learn. So from precious metal IRAs to direct purchases of tangible gold and silver, they've helped thousands of Americans diversify and protect their retirement savings. And GoldCo, again, supports the values that you do. You can go to donjrgold.com to learn more. That's D-O-N-J-R-gold.com. Learn more and protect yourself. And also make sure, guys, to check out Patriot Mobile. You're going to have a cell phone in your pocket anyway. It's 2023. (laughs) There may be two or three people off the grid that don't at this point, but uh, I imagine if you're watching this show, you have a cell phone. So support those who actually support your values. With Patriot Mobile, you put America first with every call while getting the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. Not only does Patriot Mobile provide you dependable wireless service at an affordable price, they live up to their mission and support America first principles. Patriot Mobile puts their dollars into action, donating a portion of every dollar to support groups that fight for the First Amendment, the right to keep and bear arms, the sanctity of life, and protecting our brave police and first responders. So for free activation, go to patriotmobile.com slash triggered. Again, free activation, it's patriotmobile.com slash triggered, and check them out, you're gonna like it. They're one of the guys that led the fight to take over the school birds down by Dallas where people were outraged that leftist lunatics uh, weren't deciding. What happens to your children? They flip those boards. They're putting their dollars where it matters. So support them. PatriotMobile.com slash Triggered. And now, with that, former California Congressman, CEO of Truth Social, Devin Nunes. Devin, what's happening, buddy?
1: Hey, Don. It's great to be with you. (laughs) Really (laughs) a pleasure to be with you. And um, congratulations on your Rumble show. I think you. You know, I was one of the first guys to go to Rumble, and you were probably the first uh, person outside of a member of Congress to come on Rumble, and so it's an honor to be with you.
0: Yeah, you know what? It's interesting. I always said I was the first guy after Dan Bongino, but you actually may have you may have beaten me there. I, I may be third.
1: Yeah, you know, it was uh, it's an interesting story actually. When I was in Congress, um, it was actually Dan Bongino who helped me to find Rumble, but it's an interesting turn of events. I had a little podcast because as you were saying, you know, the fake news, I had to have a way to get around the fake news. So I started up a little audio podcast and I got a call from Bongino and and he said, Hey, says, you're doing really well on this little podcast. You should, uh, you ever hear of something called YouTube? So I said, yeah, you know, I had a little account, hadn't used it much. So I started posting on YouTube uh, at Dan Bongino's suggestion. And then after like a few episodes, I realized that I was being shadow banned by YouTube and I called Don and I said, or I, I called uh, Dan and I said, Dan, I said, this isn't working. He says, oh yeah, you know, they do that sometime, but we really don't have an alternative. And that's when I went out and I told my team, let's look, let's just go find a video player anywhere. And so I actually am the one who found Rumble. And then of course, Dan Bongino, thank God, because then he came on, promoted it. Um, and I think really helped it to make it the the company that it is today, where it truly is the only free speech platform, because we know what YouTube does. And of course, it's so important to our company, True Social, because we're the communications architecture, we're allowing people to talk to one another. But thankfully, Rumble is providing that backbone, that infrastructure on both video and cloud and our advertising platform. So it was, uh, it's just great to see Rumble thrive and to have uh, folks like you that are putting out a show a couple times a week.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, way before Truth Social ever, you know, like I said, I I got in there involved through Dan and everything like that with Chris Pavlovsky, And, uh, you know, I stayed on the platform, you know, early, just doing a lot of the short form stuff that I had and, you know, got to a a pretty solid following for, you know, what was then a fledgling, uh, you know, sort of platform. And I I didn't go to the others because it it is a lot of work to actually build uh, a platform, to build a following, only to wake up you know, one day to be like, oh, you're off. And I've been on some of the other big podcasts out there that they're hosted on YouTube. They're like, you're not allowed to say this. I'm like, but that's accurate. It's been proven. I know it doesn't matter. And if you do, we're going to get, you know, we're on our second strike. So we're going to get thrown off. It's actually insane to me that people would still go. Certainly if you're actually talking about, you know, politics or, you know, science or this, where you have that heavy weight uh, of, you don't actually have to be, right you're just not even allowed to go against that grain even if it's asinine right you know we talked about all the things you know wuhan lab leak theory all the things that you would have been thrown off of youtube in two seconds uh you know what are, i i know they tried they did a lot to you back in the day when you were talking about russia 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 but you were the head of the intelligence committee i don't see yeah. and i didn't see when the you know the democrats took congress and adam schiff became head of the intelligence committee. He could lie to the American people for years. He's still perpetuating those same lies. They've been disproven. There's reports between Mueller and Durham discounting all of that. And yet nothing seems to happen to that kind of programming. There's never been a strike. There's never been censorship. There's never been anything. And yet they, they were crushing you. You had the knowledge. You were in a position of power to know the truth, and yet none of that seems to actually matter.
1: Yeah, the way the way that that all all happened, um, and kind of the way that I ended up at, at True Social, is because we were successfully, even though the fake news was was just continually talk, talking about Russia, and you know, even though I had come out in early 2017. And, and said, look, you know, I don't see any evidence of, of Russia and Trump or Russia and Republicans. I just don't see it. And, you know, I had long been a Russian hawk, had long been warning about Putin. And now, Don, you got to think about the, the timeline here that we're talking about. Yeah, you said
0: it it, this it is 2017. Like, this is, you know, this is not like people who, all right, they figured out it was all a lie in 2021 after it didn't matter. I mean, you were on it like... The second that this became all of a sudden magically, hey, uh, Russia's interfering in our elections. Russia, Trump's working for Russia. I guess he, I, I guess he needed the money or whatever argument they were trying to make. Uh, yeah. You were on it well, like way before everyone,
1: and 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 he, it was even before that. I mean, it is ridiculous that we're talking about something that happened that started in you know twenty seventeen. But really it started in, 20, in in 2014 and 15 when I was on the Intelligence Committee, became chairman and the Obama-Biden administration was not doing anything about Putin, nothing. So you can imagine in 2016, uh, after the election, um, we get a briefing, uh, to, our normal briefing that we get after every election. And it was a normal briefing, Don. It was just, hey, you know, this country did that. This country did that. Yeah, they're all playing games. Uh, but you know, nothing, nothing to see here. Um, then I, I go home for Thanksgiving in 2016, and I then there's a leak, a leak from the Senate Intelligence Committee that they had just received a briefing from the FBI. Now, keep in mind, the same people that had just briefed me a week before <laughs>
0: yeah. have now Look, briefed the it's Senate. It's magic. Look what we found. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it,
1: over Thanksgiving, they managed to figure out and find some type of, of of leaflet of Russian collusion of some kind. So I'm getting these calls. I'm back. I'm, I'm like, I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I haven't seen anything, you know, to do with Russia. Um, and I had received a, a few calls during the campaign from some kooky reporters that said, you know, asked about the Russia stuff. And now it's easy to go back and look to see how the Clinton campaign planted it, what the FBI was doing you have Mike Morrell, all of these guys that were participating in this hoax. Um, but then in, in a record amount of time, basically in in the month of December, uh, during a transition, do you remember the term, the ICA, the Intelligence Community Assessment? Yeah. Uh, that, was put, that was put together in possibly the quickest time of any intelligence product in history. Uh, and then fast forward, and, and keep in mind, you've got Christmas. You've got New Year's. I mean, yeah. you had the whole bureaucracy, yeah. Don. I mean, they yeah, the bureaucracy Christmas doesn't work that. on holidays.
0: Let's not kid ourselves. It, Even the intelligence bureaucracy, these people are not exactly workers. They magically crank this stuff out, right?
1: Right. And that's my point. They weren't working. They didn't do anything. They they put together a, a total piece of garbage. We come back after the first of the year. Obama's still uh, president. Your dad's getting ready to come in as president. We sit down in the gang of eight. And we go into this meeting. So, you know, you got Pelosi there and, um, um gosh, at the time it was, uh, I think it was Harry Reid, as I, as I recall, mm-hmm. and we come in and we get this crazy briefing, um, about, well, Russia might've done this. They might've done that might've done this. Oh, we, we think we have some stuff on Trump. Um, and then they get to this last part and it's like prostitutes in Moscow. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a second, wait, you guys have this? Oh, we're not saying we have this, but we we have some sources, (laughs) okay? And of course, it's a freaking lie, and I'm sitting there going, wait a second, guys, I've been on your ass about Russia for going on three years now. A month ago, there was no Russia of of any kind, there was nothing, and now you're telling me you've got possible tapes of of Donald Trump in Moscow with prostitutes like wow that's pretty freaking serious right and um of course then it leaks out we we leave that meeting the dossier leaks out i don't know within it seemed like it it, it seemed like it like leaked like right away but it it, it might have been but it was definitely within like 48 hours yeah and of course everybody goes crazy over this what is known as the Steele dossier and then yeah, for, um, for those
0: of you that's also known as as the P tape and anyone who actually knows my father like you know my father's basically a germaphobe you know what I mean like he so when i read about you know the allegations of the P tape i'm like i don't know man like he's reluctant to shake people's hands i'm pretty sure he's not doing that with prostitutes like like when i say pretty right. sure i mean like 1 billion percent sure yeah, yeah. And
1: and Don, it was, it was ridiculous because then you go through that dossier and I had been looking at intelligence reports, you know, that time, 15 years. And I said, guys, this is not an intelligence report. So what, what do you have Comey? What's here? What, you know, what is this? This is because it was a lot of that stuff in that dossier would take, you know, a a line agent at the FBI or, or even, you know, kind of a local investigator Mm -hmm. at your local police department. Would quickly be able to 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 look at it and say, okay, this is not intelligence. It read like a a poorly written spy novel, which yeah. really uh, what it what it which actually. It yeah. Well, I think what it actually was, it was based on Hunter Biden. If you really think about it. Wow, it, you, you know, know what? I That's
0: actually, <laughs> yeah. I, I, by the way, uh, we've all seen the videos. Uh, I imagine there's a lot more out there. I imagine that there are things that even Hunter Biden was like, you know, what? Maybe I shouldn't put this on video. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how far the degeneracy goes there. But by the way, that's so in line with everything the Democrats do. I mean, that's the, you know, Saul Alinsky rules for radicals: like accuse them of doing the things that you're actually doing. And when we see the Hunter Biden tapes, I, I've actually never thought of it that way. But that's that sounds like it'd be a hundred percent right. We just You know, accuse them of the most degeneracy stuff. That way, when, if and when we get caught, it's like, oh, it's a lie because we caught them doing it first, even if they weren't actually doing anything.
1: Yeah, and and keep in mind, through our investigation in in 2017 into Russia, we were able to to find what were called the proto-dossiers. These were pre-dossiers. These are ones that actually I, I don't think ever really made it out to the public. You might be able to find them on the Internet somewhere. But they were about your father. Um and they were about they were all about ties to russian oligarchs and business guys and blah 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 and of course it looked ridiculous and it was ridiculous there's no truth to it but those were written in early 2016 and at some point and you may remember when your when your father during that you were on the campaign then remember when your father put out oh i have a i'm announcing you know, like some foreign policy advisors and it was yeah. you know you feel bad for these guys now but like Walid Faris who was a just a gentleman and a good guy General yeah. Mike Flynn of course uh Carter Page was on there and mm-hmm. and George Papadopoulos and right after that a month month or two after that is when all of a sudden they the the steel dossiers start to come out and look this was this was created by the Clinton team right so where did where did they get this stuff because you may remember kind of blending in Ukraine, Remember the first people to accuse Joe Biden of having nefarious involvement in Ukraine? It was actually leaks from the Clinton campaign when they were trying to keep Biden out of the race for president. So it's almost like they took all these ideas yeah. off the shelf. Hey, they we replaced got the name Biden.
0: here. You know, let's, We're just going to cross out this name and we'll put a Trump personality in there. Just mix and match, mix and match down the line. And all of a sudden, uh, we've transformed the dossier 100% from Joe Biden. But I honestly, I'm actually shocked I haven't put that together, but you're right. I mean, this was during the time of the Hunter Biden no-show jobs. Like, you know, what was, like, seriously, like, what was Hunter doing to earn, like, almost $100,000 a month in Ukraine at an energy company? He, no energy history, no business history, doesn't speak the language, That like, doesn't have to show up. Like, I don't know, like, you know, I play at a pretty high level but no one gives you six figures to do nothing certainly not monthly uh, unless of course right. it's this and so they probably actually had real dirt on joe biden meaning the clinton camp and it's just like we're just going to repurpose that to hurt trump after the fact and yeah that's exactly right. what it is it and then
1: they and then they go out and then you know the difference is here that they went they went wild right and they were able to They've, they've corrupted the Department of Justice and the FBI by this point, and they're able to go out and they're they're able to set up Papadopoulos. We know that now. Uh, we don't have all the details, but Durham at least got to the bottom of that. Uh, they set up Carter Page. They lure him over to London. And through all of that, with the, with the most powerful tools of our government, with framing people, setting them up, you fast forward uh, into 2017, and you know, I come, you know, I come out and say, "Hey, I haven't seen anything to do with Trump and Russia. I mean, I haven't seen one piece of of of, of intelligence, nothing." So, but the only thing I have seen that's illegal, completely illegal, is the leak of General Flynn talking to a Russian ambassador.
0: And you know, of course, <laughs> like, they would say, he, "Just people tried to make that seem like it's collusion." But like Flynn was going to be in that position, like that's the relationship he needed to have, and. When we, you know, I didn't know Carter Page as well. I don't, the other characters in this, but I always say sort of the biggest regret I had of that whole lie cycle was actually not being more vocal in support of Flynn because even me at the time, again, we're not going now where I have exactly zero faith uh, in FBI leadership, in CIA leadership, in DOJ leadership. I think they are scumbags that are just totally politicized uh there's nothing there but at that time i was still like a naive guy come, like there must be something to it it's the cia they're doing what's right for america right. so you know i i was like That's... i'd spent a lot of time with when i was like this is a good american this is like a guy that we want out there fighting for us but i was like i don't know if these guys are saying he, like there must be something maybe he got duped maybe he did this but like even me even having the relationship even being like man it just does not line up with anything i've seen i was like i gave the benefit of the doubt to those guys i didn't go against him i didn't say anything because i was like it doesn't seem right but i also wasn't out there being like this is bullshit because we we just didn't know we lived in a world we lived in a time where we still wanted to believe everything we've been told about america as patriots and that's all one big lie, which is what makes it so much more disappointing.
1: Well, you can imagine my uh, my thoughts. So I'm watching this. I've seen I've seen no information on Trump and Russia. Zero. Okay. And then you've got these. Then the, the fake news guys are coming to me after that. After that leak came out, you know, twelve according to twelve officials, General Flynn was doing dirty, dirty things with the Russian ambassador. And then you really peel that back. What are you talking about? What is this? What do you have? oh yeah. um he had a couple phone calls with him right that's which, his job as you just said <laughs> yeah. that's which it's his job and I I was saying that at the time so when you're, you're now we're talking February of 2017
0: yeah.
1: um and you know Pence is going crazy you know and 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 you know it says Flynn lied to him and all this stuff and and I just look I I met General Flynn in 2006. He was our nation's top, best leading intelligence officer. I met him in Iraq. If it wasn't for General Flynn and the team he assembled, I mean, that guy single-handedly built the intelligence systems that went out and got really bad guys like Zarqawi. It really turned the the war around in Iraq and Afghanistan. So you're telling me here's a guy and the evidence you have, you're smearing him left and right, and the evidence you have is something that is clearly leaked on a phone call of him talking to the Russian ambassador, and which Flynn, as you as you know, Don, I was actually on the transition team at the time, uh, as you know, as chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, and uh, I was talking to Flynn all the time. I was talking to, you know, numerous uh, foreigners. I was handling all these, you know, everybody under the sun because nobody expected your father to win, so they're all, you know, all the foreign embassies in Washington D.C. Which, by the way, if you have an embassy in Washington D.C. The purpose of the embassy is to build relations with the people in Washington, D.C. That work for the United States government, right? To have open lines of communication so you don't get into wars and things of that nature. So the idea that one of our our biggest adversaries, Russia, would not be working overtime to try to open up some doors and have communications with somebody like uh, General Flynn, the incoming national security advisor, is just preposterous. And all of the fake news in Washington, D.C. knew it. And I said in February, I said, the only thing that I've seen illegal through all of this Russian nonsense that, you know, by that time it seemed like an eternity, but it had only been, you know, I, I don't know, a month or so, a month and a half. Said the only thing illegal is whoever the scumbags are of the intelligence officials and FBI officials and former Obama officials that leaked information that clearly must have come from a phone call picked up probably by our intelligence services yeah that was illegal and in any normal world i guarantee you if that happened today let's just say that there was a a a leak of of chris ray the fbi director talking to the uh, cia director um, and say that that phone call leaked out or say they were talking to you know some embassy somewhere i don't know pick a country let's just say australia and if that leaked out today the same thing that happened to Flynn there would be hundreds if not thousands of federal agents roaming through the entire United States but especially in our nation's capital they would be arresting the Washington Post reporters that would have leaked that information out it would be hair on fire so and that's you know you look back at that and that's really like the most obvious sign of a two-tiered justice system that you have these major leagues of a of a of an incoming administration, not a damn thing happens to them. But it, I guarantee you, if it happened today to any Democrat, to, to this administration, I mean, look, for God's sakes, they tipped off Hunter Biden before they, you know, they were gonna go and, and he yeah. had some storage unit in Washington, DC. The DOJ tipped them off before it happened.
0: Yeah. So well, that, I mean, that's is... what I when what I think the bigger part of it to sort of further my last point was like, you know, not only that, but then they bring these guys in for questioning and like, they assume they're doing the right thing. They're, you know, they're trying to help out. They're not lawyering up. They're not doing anything like that. They're just trying to be like, Hey, if there's something there. So all the things that they end up, you know, we got them is like a guy that made an error because he didn't lawyer up. He didn't spend, you know, countless weeks prepping for the testimony. They were, they went in there, did the right thing. And they forgot about a conversation that happened three, five months prior to that. Um, whatever it may have been that was totally insignificant but it wasn't that the conversation was significant it's that if you didn't remember it we got you that's perjury they tried doing that to me you know uh, on the date of whatever it was they're like well who called you at 307 p.m from an unknown number my dad had an unknown number shockingly right they're like oh it must have been him you must have relayed the information well it turns out they subpoenaed the phone company they did all this but I didn't remember who called me at 302 on june you know 15th like uh, uh, two years earlier like i had no idea they said i was lying about it i had to have known turns out it was just a buddy of mine once they subpoenaed the records and went through the whole process but an entire news cycle was dedicated to i lied because i obviously knew who called me at a very specific time literally two years prior like i don't know i get 50 phone calls a day. I had no idea. I was being genuine, but that was the big the walls are closing in nonsense. So that's whenever they, you know, supposedly got anyone, it was because those people, rather than lawyering up, rather than putting up every wall, actually went in there in good faith and tried to work with them. But you know, good faith needs to work both ways. And I think they assumed that was the case, and it clearly wasn't.
1: Well, they were just making things up. Yeah. Um, you know if you look back at that, I mean, I remember that day that, that you came down into the, for your uh, deposition yeah. in the, in the skiff in the house intelligence committee. And uh, you came down there, there's, you know, 400 freaking fake news press people out there. And before you could even go out to go to the bathroom, like you came in for the first few hours and then like you went out to go to the bathroom or get something to eat or, or, or you know, I don't even know what it was, but by that point, they had already leaked things from your interview, they meaning the Democrats, yeah. had already leaked things from your interview that, by the way, didn't happen. Once again, it was like, par- you know, partially yeah. based well, on Remember the when uh, Sh- I, I, I,
0: It has to be Schiff, right? But they took like an email that some random dude like spammed like 100 Trump org emails and like got my email right. But it, it was the, I, I guess it was the WikiLeaks stuff. But it came on like, let's call it the 14th. Well, the WikiLeaks stuff broke on the 10th, but what they did was they they just deleted the one, right? So the <laughs> right. 14th became the fourth. So it looked like I had the classified WikiLeaks stuff six days before the entire world rather than when I actually got it, which was four days after. Like some dude had no idea. He's like, have you seen this? It's like, no, I didn't see the largest news story in, in the world right now for four days. I missed it, but... They literally that was like a gotcha moment, and they literally doctored right. and altered my emails, which actually is pretty much on par with what Schiff has done uh, to others, perhaps even yourself.
1: Yeah, so that's the well. Yeah, he he released my phone records too. You may remember that. You know uh, But so so they did that to you. You know, they, they 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 set you up like that. I mean, it was just a, a joke, doctored emails. But let's let's talk about the real the the real details here Mm -hmm. who has something to do with Russia or a foreign adversary. Now that we know, well, you knew the, the Clinton foundation, I give them credit. They had, um, they were, they were, they at least did a better job than Biden. They set up a legal framework so that they could take in money from all of these foreign adversaries. Okay. But you knew they were getting, tons and tons right. of money from all of okay. our adversaries. The second she didn't win, it. their
0: donations dropped off to almost nothing. It was like hundreds of millions, <laughs> nothing. It, like it I mean it shows you just how much of a scam all of this stuff is and yet again, the press doesn't care, no one cares. Like, well, if if they're doing such good work internationally, you know, there's the billion dollars in Haiti that didn't build a single home and all those kinds of things, but they're getting all this international money from Russia when, you know, she's going to win. Trump has zero chance. And then it goes to nothing. Well, right. what do, like so, maybe they weren't actually doing good work. Maybe this is the pay-to-play scheme that you know they're, we're always talking about.
1: Well, it is. So, so the Clintons were doing that, right? And as you as you rightfully point out, then it dries up when she's not going to be when she doesn't get elected. Then you have, uh, we now know Biden. You know they were taking money. What was it? Four million from the wife of the former mayor of to Moscow. They took, I think, four million bucks. And now we're now we're finding out that they were taking what appears to be 20 or 30 million dollars at least that the Republicans in Congress have found. This is the Bidens doing this. Mm-hmm. Um and then let's talk about you know your good friend Adam Schiff who doctored up the um emails to to basically frame you just like the FBI did to Carter Page and Papadopoulos and everybody else. Um Adam Schiff, the only guy that we know that That tried to get dirt on his political opponents was from Russia. Was Adam Schiff, and the fake news will never report on it. Um, You'll never hear about it. But of course, I say it every possible chance that I can get, because it was caught on videotape. Don, it was on audio. This fool from the House Intelligence Committee—they don't tell us. Okay, they don't. We we don't know this is going on. They're supposed to. I'm I'm the chairman of the committee. This fool gets on a phone call, which ends up being just like radio pranksters.
0: Yeah, it's like shock jocks from Ukraine. The <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, and they catch him saying, oh, you've got compromise on Trump. Oh, wow. Naked pictures of Trump. You know, I mean, they're going on and on and on. Can you get this, get this to us? I mean, Adam Schiff is the only one who tried to get information from Russians that we know of.
0: Yeah. Well, we right, had, so got had Anna Paulina Luna money. on last week and, you know, big, talking about her censuring Adam Schiff. And he got on the floor, I guess it was like last Thursday, and was like, well, Donald Trump Jr. did that. I'm like, wait a second. Like, you fell for a shock jock. The difference between me in 2016, 2015, whatever it was, and Adam Schiff this like, I had no, like, I wasn't involved in politics. I had no power. The people we were actually talking about, like, were Russian real estate developers that we'd actually looked at doing buildings with because we were actually a real estate company. Like, I actually passed on doing deals with them. I didn't like the the way the deal ended up being, but, like, these were real people and that's how business is conducted. You maintain relationships, that's, that's just the real world. Adam Schiff was on the Intelligence Committee of the United States of America and fell for shock jocks, but he can still go now, six years later, seven years later, knowing all of this and be like, Don Jr. did this. I mean, the irony and just the total lack of self awareness is truly spectacular. But to your point, you're 100% right. The media doesn't even talk about it. Like, he could get there, he's right. seen the information, he's seen the this, he's seen it. It's all bullshit. Not one person right. outside of guys like us on, on places like this would even say it, if you said that on YouTube, you'd probably be thrown off because they'd figure out some sort of technicality. You know, you put the comma in the wrong spot in the inflection in your voice and therefore we're not gonna do it or they'll just smother it to make sure that it has no reach. But this guy could also be a United States Senator and it it's all based on lies. Yeah,
1: yeah. and, but it shows you where this is, where, where we've come to this point in this country where the institutions are collapsing. Yeah. Um, and and we're in this very dangerous place, um, you know, you and I could talk about all the stuff at Mar-a-Lago and all the crazy yeah. stuff that's going on with, with, the, with the Department of Justice. But big picture here is this, that the media is the propaganda arm for the for the left and the Democratic Party. And last week, there's not a better example than what we saw last week. Not not one. Not one. I mean, because you had. Schiff, who i mean he's the only guy like we talked about that actually tried to get dirt on his political opponents from russians and he was celebrated he was celebrated don across the in the congress i don't know if you saw some of those oh, that I video did. footage I did. it was like you know it was like you know i don't know caesar you know coming back to rome or something they were like oh yeah yay yay and they were attacking kevin mccarthy on the floor of the house i mean like, what planet are we in where a guy gets censored for lying, using his position, lying for, for year, year after year after year? Yeah. And then he's still willing, like you just said, to go out there and repeat the same lies again, knowing that he's the one that got that got caught.
0: Yeah, and, so, and they're not even, like, they're not saying, like, no, 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 he didn't say those things, or here's some nuance that makes it accurate. Like, he lied to the American public daily. He said, I had committed treason, a crime punishable by death, minor details like daily and it's all nonsense. We know that now and yet it it doesn't matter even a little bit. And you're right. I guess the the institutions are broken. Big tech and mainstream media couldn't care less provided they're moving that ball forward. I mean, listen, we're learning about it every day now from, you know, the Biden crime family. And I I love your point that it's like it seems like The Hillary camp actually got this stuff on Biden when she thought that he was going to be the person challenging them. They were collecting this information and they just repurposed it from Trump. But we've learned that the IRS investigation into the apparent money laundering payments was essentially given a stand down order from the Biden DOJ. There's a whistleblower out there saying that they wanted to charge him with 11 counts, 11 counts, including multiple felonies but senior DOJ attorneys stood in the way. Like, I mean, it shouldn't surprise us at this point, but you know, what's your reaction to this blatant corruption we're seeing play out? Not just during that time, but it continues. Like they're caught and they're still protecting the scumbags like Hunter Biden. I I, I don't get it because I look at how they qualify me. I have a feeling I would not be given the benefit of the doubt. No one from the DOJ, even a Trump DOJ, would be coming in to save my ass like they've done to Hunter
1: it's but it's even bigger than that Don. it just shows the total collapse of all the institutions and how the media really is weaponized now um and and, and look it took your it took your father uh to expose it all um you know that's what I always you know I always I always said that look you know in in, in 17 I said look if I I'll be the first guy if I if if I find out that uh that that Don Jr uh was taking money from the mayor of Moscow and from from an oil company in Ukraine and from the Chinese Communist Party and he was telling uh, uh President Trump about it I'll be the first to talk about it. Oh wait a second that really did happen but it wasn't to your family it, it actually really did happen.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and no and no, so and you're, no one your cares. Father-
0: I mean those links alone would have been to me incredibly damaging, probably totally disqualifying for my father as president, impeachment worthy. And yet they actually happened. And no one's even asking the question. I mean, we're, we are, Devin, as you know, according to even the Biden administration, we're on the verge of World War III, the closest we've been since the Cuban Missile Crisis with Russia. No one's even asking, like, hey, do you think some of our like, anti-Russia, pro-Ukraine policy is based on the fact that maybe they've got, maybe someone has more dirt on the Bidens, on the pay-to-play scheme, on this. And we're literally conducting and giving away hundreds of billions of dollars to cover up a crime. And and like, based on all of the facts, set, based on all of the information that we literally know is out there has been verified, that no one could reasonably explain like why Hunter's getting this kind of money. Like the fact that no one in the media is even willing to ask the question of like, hey, are we on the verge of World War III to cover up these crimes? And they were just like, no, 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 it's fine. Ukraine, like I'll put a little flag in my emoji and like, well, we'll, we're pro-Ukraine. Like these are people who couldn't have found Ukraine on a map, uh, you know, two years ago. Um,
1: Well, yeah, and and you've got the fact that that you know all of this has now been exposed. And every day they're making themselves look more and more ridiculous. And I think that's the the point where we are in, in our country today. Um and you know why, you know, think about it, you and I could not have done this. It wasn't, it wasn't this the, the technology didn't exist, the platforms didn't exist, you know, even three, four, five years ago, what we're doing right now couldn't exist because or didn't exist because you know essentially Fox News had a you know monopoly on the on the cable market you had you had Rush Limbaugh, you had Mark Levin, you had Sean Hannity. Um, and that's basically, you know, that was that was the whole that's where people, you know, receive their information on the right. Well, now all of a sudden, there are some I don't know, there's probably 250, maybe 300 legitimate sources for information now that are coming via these podcasts and things of the things things like this, that that just a few years ago didn't exist. So the more they have tried to smother us, the more people who have popped up and it's really it's it's multiplied the ability for people to investigate things. Yeah. Um. You know, and and, and if you go back and, and, and look at even the Russia hoax, you know, one of the ways that we were able to to figure out a lot of the things that we were able to uncover was because of social media before they started censoring it, because people would go to Facebook, they'd go to Instagram, they'd go to go to Twitter and they they'd start putting stuff out there. Now, as you know, a lot of it is not true, yeah. but they would come up with creative like, "Oh my god, we didn't think about this," or you know, a lot of times people say, "Hey, back in the day I worked with, you know, this FBI agent. I think he was working on this and then boom, like we'd have a lead." And so now this has gone like like you know, we've went from, you know, 10-15 miles an hour, now we're traveling at like 300 miles an hour because there's all of this information that's now getting out. People are getting more and more yeah. Views, it's not just reliant on kind of the Fox News and the and the big radio hosts anymore. Yeah, and we've the even seen conservative
0: mainstream media, you know, censor or cover up these things to go, you know, again, they've got advertisers that they answer to those advertisers aren't exactly on our side that I mean, I think, you know, uh, that's perhaps what we've seen, which is like, they're just as bad at, you know, maybe not just as bad, but pretty close to just as bad on on some of the big issues as the left and they're just not willing to engage in that or like so many of your sort of you know former you know rhino colleagues in washington dc they may know but you know man it's not worth the headache if i say this i'm gonna get the washington post hit piece on me and in washington you know that's still seen as a credible source of information where it actually isn't you look at the discrepancy between you know the raid of mar-a-lago and according to the whistleblower, they wanted to go look at Joe Biden's house, and people are leaking to the Biden law f- lawyers, hey, this is coming, so just take care of it, don't worry about it. That would have been a really big deal. In fact, they're trying to throw my father in jail for 450 years because of these things, but like, they're going to leak yeah. the Biden raid with actual fire without the ability have to have at the time declassified anything like the fact sets don't even lie, it's not even like it's close and yet my father could face 450 years in prison and hunter biden gets to let his lawyers go burn the documents and it's like that's okay nothing to see here
1: yeah and i i just um if it wasn't look if your dad would have just decided to go play golf um yeah and not run none of this would be happening but we wouldn't know any of this right yeah. we you know there wouldn't be things like true social that are out there, Rumble. Um, there wouldn't be some 250, 300 now legitimate podcasters, people out there doing investigations, doing interviews like like you are. Um, and and you know, I even do it, you know, once a week too, you know, because I, I still yeah. kept my podcast and now we feature true social, um, you know, true social users on that podcast. This wouldn't, this wouldn't exist if it wouldn't been for your, I always tell people you your dad kind of has just pulled the the just ripped the band-aid yeah. off. And, and he's exposing all of these people. And you're, you're exactly right. And I, I, I was so, one of the most frustrating uh, things that I had that I dealt with in Washington my last few years there was, and you just kind of mentioned it, um, it was my colleagues just, just inability to understand that when a fake news person, which most of them in the Capitol are fake news, when they come up to you, you don't have to talk to them. And I would, and you don't have to be bullied.
0: By the way, you you can actually do what your constituency elected you to do. But that's the problem. They get a taste of Washington. They like the parties and the attention. And all of a sudden, it's you know, it's not what the people of Iowa or wherever they want, you know, wherever they're from want. It's well, I, I, you know, I'm going to do that light so that I'm a light, so that I'm invited to the cool person party, so that I'm not a pariah. Whereas, like for me. In Washington, DC, if you're considered a pariah by that same fake news, it's because you're actually doing the right thing. Right.
1: That's that's exactly right. And if you if you look, you know, I would get up in, in these, you know, private closed door meetings with my with my Republican colleagues and I would say, guys, why are you talking to you know this reporter, that reporter? And they'd say, Well, we have to um appeal to the people in the middle. I'm like, okay, let me put it in a different way. Would you walk over to the Democratic National Committee and sit down with five of the best trial lawyers and litigators in the country uh, for a deposition? Would you do that? Well, no, of course not, Devin. You're doing that. When you walk outside of this room right now and you see five people, these are paid assassins that are only here to target you, either to get you or to get you to say something stupid. And, you know, what I just, you know, I I would just start at the, at the end. I mean, well, actually, it started in 2017. Um, I just said, look, you're fake news. I don't talk to you. And they'd say, well, you know, when are you, uh, you know, Donald Trump Jr., you know, he was talking to this Russian. I said, do you understand? I'm not talking to you or acknowledging even the question that you're asking me. Because if you say yeah. no comment, they'd yeah. say Don Jr. had an email. He refused, no, 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 refused to, comment to comment because
0: Don Jr. is guilty of treason. So, I mean, listen. It, you've been there you've been at the highest levels is it is it possible to reform the DOj is it possible to reform the ill uh, Intel agencies like are they just beyond repair because man you gotta wonder and if if so what what's, what do you do
1: well I worry about the in the in the big in the grand scheme of things the United States is going to be fine okay because we're a Democratic Republic maybe we got it's better to be lucky than good but we have these 50 states and as and as you know there is a there's a stark difference now between new york city and florida or or washington dc and oklahoma so in the in the in the long run their stuff doesn't work they can they can lie they can trick the people and and they've done that in these inner cities i mean they've become it's basically the mega cities yeah. versus the rest of america where people actually do things, right? They, they're okay, but it's, it's, they've they been they're doing that climbing. for a
0: while. And I don't, you know, I got to push back because it's like, they've been doing it for a while. Nothing has improved for you, know, the people. And yet, you know, still blindly vote. If they, hey, we need an election. We need 50,000 votes from that market. Congratulations. You know, Joe Biden can, you know, lose 18 of 19 bellwethers, but still manage to magically, magically outperform Barack Obama in 08 in Atlanta. Philadelphia, Detroit. I mean, yeah, it's it's very believable stuff, Devin. This is a, uh, and yet it happens. You're not allowed to question it. Even if you do, then you're branded a pr. You're thrown off every platform imaginable. You're never given a you know another soapbox to speak from. I think you know this is where a place like Truth can come in because the people who've been proven right about this, whether it's about Wuhan, whether it's about election stuff, whether it's about all these things, you know, can continue to talk. But man, like these things have been going on for a while. Perhaps the greatest success of the Trump presidency was putting this all out in the open. Now everyone who's willing to look can see just how flagrant it is, just how biased it is. And yet, I don't know, it feels like it's continuing and not a lot's changing. There's a point when you look at the rights they want to infringe upon, there's a point that once you give up, there there's no coming back from it and man if we're not on the rubicon we, you know if oh, we're, no, we're we, certainly not too far to this side of it if anything we've crossed it how do you ever get back where you can reclaim the things that mattered to america historically yeah we look we
1: you you say the rubicon i we have passed the rubicon here this is and and if 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 my colleague my former colleagues and people in america and i think that the generally uh, the average american that pays attention that's that's watching this and watching some 300 different podcasters getting their information from places other than the mm-hmm. fake news they know this is wrong i mean my god don i've i'm getting calls from people i mean every time like your dad gets a uh, you know arrested um i'm taking calls from you know people that i used to work with in my former life people from foreign countries saying did this really just happen in america like what what the hell are you guys doing there so foreigners get it. We we look like a joke overseas. We've lost all credibility. The American people, if you're not living in an inner city, just being you know treated like a mushroom, um, you're getting it. And I think it, it shows in the polls. I mean, your dad had a funny line uh last weekend uh where he was, I think he was at the in at the Faith and Freedom Coalition. And and, it, and it's kind of it, it's it's sad, but it, it funny at the same time. Uh, but your dad's probably the first person in history um, that has been indicted twice, arrested twice, and his poll numbers have went up. Yeah. Now that's happening because people know this is wrong. People know we passed the Rubicon. People knew. I mean, think of it. When 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 Donald Trump kept started going up in the polls, it was when that the raid on Mar-a-Lago happened. Mm-hmm. That's when he really started, because people said enough is enough. And I can tell you, just you know, now I've seen people that, and and you know, you know the the, the type of folks. I mean, obviously, your dad has this huge. Mag is the biggest uh, political movement in 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 modern history. You know, and I and I say modern like the last hundred years. There's nothing that compares to this political movement. But and 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 that he's had. But what I've seen breaking uh, over the last uh, you know the last month or so. Have been people that have said, "Well, you know, I don't like you know. Even though your dad hasn't tweeted in freaking years, um, you know, oh, he was mean on this, he was mean on that. Those, you know, maybe we should go with somebody that can, that can, um, you know, is nicer. You know, you, you know the people. You know, now, you know the, those. I ask, what are the policies you
0: didn't like? Was it like Middle East peace? <laughs> was it prosperity? Was it energy independence? Was it uh, ending endless wars? Like which one?" Because, like, I don't think there's literally a single metric, economic or otherwise, where we're better off now. You know, you you mentioned, you know, the faith and freedom event like those people in Joe Biden's America and under Joe Biden's DOJ are considered domestic terrorists because those are the mothers that would go to a PTA meeting and be like, I don't need my children indoctrinated with trans BS or BLM nonsense or whatever it may be. Those are domestic Mm -hmm. terrorists but like the people flashing children at all these drag shows that, you know, they're not for children, but if the children can't attend, we're not gonna host it. Like they're definitely not groomers. We're told that these are, this is the uh, social justice issue of the century, according to Joe Biden. I mean, who's actually representing real Americans anymore in, in DC? Right, right. Well, and
1: Well, and that's my point is that between the uh, the crazy weird trans stuff that nobody understands, between the economy, between how we look overseas, and the, and then the arrest of of the primary political opponent of the administration um i'm seeing these people who are now finally waking up these you know they're they're conservative generally but they don't really pay attention too much to politics now you're seeing your father now people are saying oh wait a second yeah wow this is this is different this is not this is not okay and that's why i believe your dad's poll numbers are going up because i think people are waking up uh to the fact that that this can't go on and, and who's the only guy that can fix it. And I believe, you know, cause you asked me a question, how can you, can it be fixed? Look, it's going to be very difficult, but I can tell you that. And I know almost all the candidates that are running, um, you know, I've known many of them for, for a long time. And I can tell you that the only guy, this is going to be a tough thing to fix because you got to have somebody who's willing to go in there and, and flip yeah, up all the, that, that's and the, the difference. Not just tell you thing.
0: you're going to do it, but then actually do it once you're given the ability. And now with Trump with the inside knowledge, yeah, I I get that. That's a no-brainer, and
1: that's idea. right. I was, I was with your dad last last week, and uh, you know he he just didn't like. And I think you mentioned it earlier on, earlier on the show here uh, today that you know you go to Washington, you got you know your dad was a, a New York business guy, and you know he just thinks that well you know uh, uh, Jeff Sessions has been a senator for a long time. He must know how this works. He he endorsed him. Your dad was being loyal. Uh, to him, to put him in in the position of DOJ, but then you you realize, and this is no uh, no attack on on Jeff Sessions, but I do think it's an important uh, point to make here, um, kind of back on what we were talking about. Think about what they had on Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions, you know, the, Comey and what other other dipshit walk into Sessions' office and say, "We think we have you. You you spoke to the Russian ambassador." Is this true, Senator? Um, not that I remember. Well. Instead of just Jeff Sessions, what he should have said at the time was, Go to hell, get the hell out of my office right now. I'm going to go to the president because you need to be fired. That's what he should have said. Yeah. But instead, and this was, they made a big deal about this and think how ridiculous this. They found Jeff Sessions, the former senator, in 2016 at some point was at an event in Washington, DC with hundreds of people, of which the Russian ambassador was there, dog. Yeah. Now, do you know how many times I was with the Russian ambassador? I used to say this to the news, the the, the fake news. I said, well, I saw the Russian ambassador numerous times. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, at the this state dinner, at this state of the union. Matter of fact, it was at the White House with Obama was there too. I mean, are you going to arrest Obama because the Russian ambassador was there? So you had, your dad thought a guy like Jeff Sessions was, knew the process, knew what to do, but, you know, he was just weak. And yeah. that's the difference now is, is your dad's got people Uh, like, you know, John Ratcliffe, and a a guy that who's done all these jobs, you know, a guy like that, you know, somebody like that could come back in the administration. He knows how DOJ works. He knows how FBI and the intelligence agencies work. So there's a whole stable of people um, that are working with like American First Policy Institute with Linda McMahon, Bob Lighthizer, you know, for all the for all the, the 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 fake news well i mean some of it's not fake there was a lot of people who disappointed us a lot yeah. uh in terms of how they conducted themselves in the administration but they failed to focus on the the rock stars the people who kicked ass um you know like a bob lightheiser i mean here's a guy who was hated and, and bob lightheiser for the for for the the viewers he was the us trade representative he had yeah. previously worked for reagan he was a lawyer Um, And he was kind of ostracized from um, kind of the mainstream beltway because he was a guy who said, hey, (laughs) yeah, he says, hey, China might be a problem here. Just China could pose a problem for the United States. So he was seeing all the all the globalists, all the corporatists. And and I I was on the Ways and Means Committee where we dealt with trade. And I remember when your dad uh, made that choice and I didn't know Bob very well. I just knew the reputation as an anti-China guy. And I had all these core people like, oh my God, this is going to be horrible. This is the worst thing ever. Uh, Lighthizer is crazy. He has all these crazy beliefs. Well, look, what actually happened? Thank God, you know, your dad picked somebody like Lighthizer who was able to put in place these tariffs. And I think, you know, your dad, your, your you know, President Trump, would have probably done even more. Uh, I think Lighthizer would have pushed him more. And I think now we know those guys are there. They're solid people. There's a bunch of them. And, and I think that you know you all you always have to see the good um I think at the end of the day, like we talked about, there's 50 states. a lot of these states aren't going back. they're not going to be communist yeah and and there's going to be a lot of good people and and hopefully your dad can be uh, can get through the finish line here without without uh, spending 450 uh, years in prison.
0: yeah, exactly you know or or a brutal primary that seems honestly it seems like a lot of the people getting involved in the primary on the Republican side, are literally there just to to force to force basically a drain of the funds that will be required to be able to take on the Democrat machine. I mean, you're familiar with the Democrat machine in California, but it's becoming that way across the country, right? You know, an average congressional race, they're outspending us five or ten to one. Uh, you know, they sort of the in kind contribution from the mainstream media, who's again trying to. Do gotcha stuff to any republican while artificially doing the exact opposite for any democrat candidate i mean uh, you know talk about that i mean we, we talked about obviously the bias in the media and everything that's going on but you know there are you know the the other avenues i mean you went on to become the ceo of truth social tell us about what's going on there how that's looking about growth the engagement there because again i think People need an alternative venue. I think Rumble's been a great thing and they're they're free speech. There's people on the other side on Rumble, but they're allowed to say what they actually think rather than you're only allowed to say the narrative. And if you veer off too far, you know, maybe you can contest the narrative a little bit, but only like 10%. If you say this, you're off and it it no longer matters. Tell us about what's going on at Truth Social, because I know I see mm-hmm. it in the comments a lot. People are curious what's happened and talk about that because that is. You know, even with the changes in Twitter, they're still, you know, the the inmates, in my opinion, are still oftentimes running the asylum. You know, you can fire 50 percent of something. But if that 50 percent was still 100 percent radical big tech Democrats. There's only so much you can do to change that.
1: This this is the way that you that 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 I think people have to look at this. Um, I always tell people, you know, I didn't need a new job. Donald Trump, I was perfectly fine in Congress. I would have been the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee. President Trump didn't need a new company. But we were forced uh, to go out there because people, the American people had lost their voice. Yeah. People couldn't communicate. I mean, w- whether it was on uh, vaccines or or anything political, it was being censored left and right. So they said, go out and, and, and you know, and they, always, they always always say, well, if you guys don't like big tech, you Republicans can go build your own company. So President Trump, myself, I mean, that's what we're doing. I mean, with with your help. Build and your own, the- but
0: then they try to stop you in every way. <laughs> you know, it's all a big lie. Right. I mean, that's the problem. Everything they do is a big lie. Like, build your own, then Amazon Web Services. No, you can't use our servers. It's like, it, you know, they, they, they want to say it to make it appear as though, you know, they want for that. Maybe this is a little biased, but like they want for you to be able to compete, but they don't. They want entire control of the narrative.
1: Yeah, and think about how this started, you know, if you if you think back to a year ago, a little over a year ago when we first uh when we first launched and we were beta testing, we launched on Apple first and all, and then we went to open up on the web and then we finally got into the Google Play Store for Android, which didn't happen by the way until October. A lot of people forget that. But we have an entire closed loop system that doesn't rely on Amazon or Microsoft or Oracle or pick your pick your poison, none of them. Between us and Rumble, we have built this closed loop system that's global to where now people can speak freely. And, and, you know, at first they said, oh, they can never do it. Nobody will work for them, right? That was the first thing. And then they said, oh, it's not going to work. Nobody, it, it just can't work. They can't do it. Well, all of that now they have to say, Don, it's, it's funny, the fake news. Now they have to actually admit um, instead of it not working and it being terrible and all the bad things that we're going to supposedly that we weren't going to be able to do. The best they can come up with now is that, well, it's a uh, niche platform of uh, MAGA people. Well, guess what? The MAGA people didn't have anywhere to go, you jerks, because you had banned them from all the other platforms, and so they can no longer say that this is not a massive audience. I mean, and when you when you look at the big picture, Donald Trump has more followers today on True Social than he had on Twitter when he came down the escalator to run for president. Now. Wow. What are they doing on the so so this has been this has been you know created. Um now what are they doing to us? And this is a question that we get all the time. We we want to become have access to the public capital markets. And you know, there's a merger in place. Uh it's supposed to be done, but of course, uh it's being blocked. And it's being blocked by who? It's being blocked by a guy named Ginsler, who's the head of SEC. Yeah. Now, Gensler has an interesting um, history uh, with me and, and with your dad, and we started out this conversation. And I don't even know if you know about this, but through our investigation into the Russia hopes, we found out, we had to figure out who paid for the dossier, who authorized these payments. I, okay.
0: I don't know this, but I already see where it's going, and I... Just it never ends. I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised so, anymore. But continue. So, so
1: Gary Gensler, the head of the SEC, is who we discovered he was the he was the uh, treasurer for the Clinton campaign. At the end of the day, he was the one who funded the dossier. He figured out a way to launder the money through three different ways to get it to Christopher Steele to produce this dossier. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. You want to you want to know one even more ridiculous? One of the one of the top people at the SEC is uh, that deals with an, an enforcement, has been there for a long time, is uh, somebody by the name of Hodgman. Well, she happens to be the wife of, I'll give you one guess.
0: Let's say uh, Gary, what's that? Peter Strzok. Are you serious? So that's Peter not Lisa Strzok. Page, the one he had the affair with, who was going to stop the...
1: No. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> <Wow>. know this.
0: <laughs> I, I thought I didn't know. I was, yeah. I was thinking you were maybe going to go to gensler I was like, that seems really close, but that's almost even worse. So, the actual wife yeah. of Peter Struck, not the one that, who became famous by having the affair with Peter Struck, but uh I guess that was his Lisa Page.
1: His wife. That was Lisa but his Page. His actual yeah, wife the is heard. the person
0: so, in charge of enforcement at the SEC. So these was, are people. Let's well, just. They don't exactly like Trump. Actually, They're not exactly uh fair-minded or open-minded to their political leanings. These are partisan hacks, and these are the people ultimately yeah. deciding whether that merger that's the DWAC truth social merger can actually happen.
1: Yeah, and, and and look, these are the things that we've been, you know, that Congress, you know, is now trying to uncover because this is this is massive corruption here. I mean, they are basically yeah. trying to kill our access to the capital markets by by people who should have they, these people should be recused, and they're not recused. And you know why we know when they're not recused because Ginsler's been asked about this, the SEC's been asked about this. And look, in any normal, we talk about institutions collapsing and institutions failing. Yeah, I mean, if if I was uh, you know running the SEC and there was some merger involving some Democratic Party operative or something, I mean, look. I would first of all, I'd have seventy-five fake news people. Are you working on this uh, merger? But I would say, look, I'm not going to work on this merger, right? If I was on the SEC, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, this is the opposite. I mean, clearly, these people, by not coming out and saying that we're not involved in this, this is being treated differently than any SPAC in history. Um, And look, it's it's you know September eighth is is when is when it expires. I mean, you know, your dad's agreement is already up and. Um, you know this is—it's horrible what's happening here, um, but you know hopefully you know Congress can get to the the corruption. Um, we're trying to help them as much as we as as much as we can. Um, they're they're running an investigation, and uh, I think what you're going to find at the end of this is going to be uh, the same thing that you found in the Russia hoax and Ukraine impeachment hoax and everything else. Um, this is purely political. It's the weaponization of government. And you know, hopefully Jim Jordan with his committee can take this whole situation um, you know, for the last you know year and a half. And and you know, yeah. possibly you're you know, you'll find that smoking gun that ultimately Gensler and these people could be held accountable or what is really just the, the politicization of the SEC. Because remember, the goal of the SEC, they have a they have a clear mission, Don. Yep.
0: Okay.
1: Number one is to protect companies like like ours private companies that are trying to go public so that we don't get taken advantage of, which by the way, we're being taken advantage of right now. I mean, they're just, they're you know, they're without us having the access to these capital markets. How do you compete with a Amazon or a Microsoft, right? Secondly, they're supposed to look out for people, for people that, that buy the stock. Well, they're not doing either of those. And I don't see that there's any, you know, that, I don't think they care. I mean, I just yeah, well, and there's,
0: there's also no outrage from the people in the media that if we, if you were doing this to you know, the, the liberal platforms, that's all of them, or a liberal media, they'd be out there screaming uh, to the high heavens. But because this is an alternative to the lies that they're peddling in the sense that it's actually truth, it's actually objective, it's actually this, this is a great challenge to the narrative. So rather than saying, hey, you are hurting those individuals, you are preventing uh actual you know free market economies from working you know what well i don't know it's uh that's that's a threat to us and our hegemony and our power and everything that we have so we're just going to turn a blind eye to it like everything else and again when you look at the cast of characters now involved and you look back over russia it's like how do they keep getting those same people magically in the loop they're magically you know oh shockingly it's this person's the person that's going to let Hunter Biden go. Shockingly, you know, this was the person that was slated to be Joe Biden's ambassador. Like, there is no such thing as coincidence. And there's definitely no such thing as this much coincidence. It's literally, statistically impossible. And yet it happen- it's happening every day. And, like, this the silence is deafening.
1: Yeah, I just call them the, the plumbers. I mean, anybody who was involved in the Obama-Biden administration um if you did the bidding if you did things that you know cover ups if you engaged in corrupt activity even criminal activity you failed upward you're now in charge yeah um that's that's basically what's happened here is that they've rewarded uh all of these these political creatures uh who are now who've taken over all the levers of washington and they they have an advantage because you start with 95% of the city does never votes for a republican so you've got all the people that work in these bureaucracies who are who are definitely anti-republican and then all the people at the top have been people that have been vetted by them um you know no different than i think one of the best examples is the is the and you don't really need to look any further uh the the letter from the 51 intelligence agencies yeah. to say that it was the the Hunter Biden laptop was russian disinformation was coordinated by Mike Morrell, a guy who, who, you know, who was an intelligence, uh a high-level intelligence official, CIA, who knew better. He knew it wasn't Russian disinformation, and coordinated with Tony Blinken. If you don't know who Tony Blinken is, he's now currently the Secretary of State, arguably the number three uh in the United States government.
0: Yeah, that, that sounds like quid pro quo, but that's just me. I mean, you, you, they're literally rewarding the worst actors. And, and But you could go back further than that, right? How many of the same cast of characters, whether it's, you know, Struck or Brennan, I mean, they lied before Congress. Like, that's, it's clear. It's not like it's subjective or like maybe there's some nuance. Like, they lied before Congress. If I lied before Congress, I'd be in jail for perjury. They would be throwing the book at me these guys not only does nothing happen to them they get like they're contributors at cnn or msdnc and they get paid they were rewarded big jobs and i get to see them as every news day breaks it this is not about democracy and honor and truth i'm like you lied before congress before the american people you abused your position of power like And it's like, you're the guy that's going to lecture us on honesty and decency and literally anything. Like, you have seeded that moral high ground so many times over, and yet they have no shame. They'll keep doing it because, I guess, there's no reason not to.
1: Well, and there's, you know, look, we've talked about a lot of uh, different uh, different stories and different threads that we're uh, pulling back on here today. But think about this one. This is one of the things that Durham was able to uncover. Um, you know, some of this was exposed um, uh, by John Ratcliffe. He declassified some of this information, but I think Durham was actually able to put it together. So, you know, we talked early in the show about, you know, uh, how the Russia hoax started and how they d- did an intelligence committee assessment, and then they briefed us in early 2017. Well, we now know through Durham's investigation that. Brennan, the head of the CIA, knew in late July, August and had actually briefed Obama and Biden that this was a Hillary Clinton campaign stunt, that they were that they were in, in full operation on this. So everybody knew, Don, everybody knew, and that's just lost on people. Let's just start there. The head of the CIA briefed the president, the vice president, everybody had to know. So then fast forward a few months. Into late 2016 when they launched this ICA. Wait a second, you launch an ICA, you participate in the intelligence community assessment, but you don't talk about how the Clinton campaign, you know, that they're trying to smear the Trump campaign with this. That doesn't make it in the in into the ICA. Yeah. Then you fast forward, you use that information in that dossier Brennan was in the room when Comey briefed us on this. We don't know where this came from. It could be serious. It's, you know, Russia, the P tapes, you know? Yeah he knew he was in the room. Um, and so like, it, it, it just it's a, just a great example of of how everything has just devolved into total, total chaos. And if you are a Republican, especially if you are a Trump Republican, um, it's, you know, it's just a tough place in Washington, DC. I mean, the, the whole government is lined up against you.
0: So so how does this all play out you know for 2024 again I do think slowly but surely you know there there's plenty of Americans that just you know they're not into this stuff like we are or the people perhaps even watching the show right they're they're working hard to try to live their american dream they're trying to put food on the table in the joe biden economy that's getting harder and harder to do on a daily basis you know they're they may not know this they may not see it and even if they're starting to get there you know how does all of this play out you know we talked about sort of the alternate forms of media i think you know, media has probably never been less trusted than it is right now. And so, again, there's plenty of great people talking about this stuff on Truth. There's plenty of people talking about it on Rumble, actually getting, uh, you know, the real news out there, not the sort of whitewash 10% of the truth and let's still protect the narrative and the people in power. How do you see this playing out in 2024? How do you see the primary politics playing out right now? Because I see all these people, you know, competing in the primary that, I mean, I I don't I don't even get it. Uh you know what, what do you see yeah. happening in the coming 18 months?
1: Well let's let's take the uh the primary. I mean clearly there's a uh, there's a there's a movement within some of the candidates uh like I said I think I know almost all of them. I mean they're clearly being put up to run uh by someone. Is that to um, drain I the coffers
0: you- to make it harder to fight meaning is that basically a shadow campaign to allow Joe Biden another four years because they would rather see that even with the disaster, even this, because it doesn't affect them because they're permanent Washington as opposed to, you know, America first, like their biggest fear is Trump. So it's like they would rather have Joe Biden than Trump, even if, as conservatives they don't actually disagree with any of the trump policies i mean we i sort of forgot to mention it earlier it's like those were like well you know trump i don't want the drama it's like well do you think the drama was ever created by lies like four years of the steel dossier or p tapes or going after your family and if if someone did that to you would you also fight back and maybe you know not have the bedside manner uh, that you'd love to have on a daily basis
1: Well, look, and I don't. That that was kind of my point. I was trying to make earlier that President Trump never really got to be president because he was dealing with this whole propaganda machine that was out there smearing him on a daily basis. That involved our own government, right? It's not. This is not the old days where the DNC sends out a a press conference. You got kind of a dirty, dirty trick that happens in October right before the election. That you know everybody kind of we've seen this before. No. This was the government weaponized against the incoming president, the candidate for president, the incoming president, all during the presidency. And now as the leading candidate, all of this is weaponized. That's why we passed the, the Rubicon. So yeah. I don't, you know, you've got, I think what's what's happening right now, you've got the three or four people that are running that are simply running just to, to, to attack Donald Trump, to kill off MAGA. Uh, and they are being financed by by billionaires, Wall Street people, lobbyists then you've got you know i think there's a few candidates that are out there that are running for another position they you know running for vice president um running for you know maybe to be in a cabinet post in the trump administration in the trump administration um and then you've got i think a lot of the kind of billionaire money uh went behind uh ron DeSantis, who i served with in congress he's you know he's been a you know the governor of florida you're you know he he owes all of his, his success to Donald Trump. I mean, yeah. he so would not clear. have through the primary. Who is going to
0: lose to a meth addict? <laughs> like, right. You know, like just so we understand. And so, yeah, that, that's why it's a little disappointing. But I, it's interesting watching him get out there. It's like, uh, you know, and I, I, I don't know that anyone spent more time on a campaign trail with him that wasn't part of his campaign than me in 2018. And it's sort of like what's interesting is sort of the image created online. Does not exactly line up with the personality that that you get and i sort of i knew that because having spent as much time it's sort of interesting watching all of that collapse like once you actually spend time with them you realize that so much of that image is literally a a creation uh by paid influencers
1: yeah and i think look that's no matter how much money you can put into someone and in someone's campaign at the end of the day this is the largest political movement in history that the billionaires and the corporate people, they don't want to admit it. The lobbyists in Washington DC, even a lot of my colleagues, they want to, they, they don't understand. And they think, Oh, this is a, it's, it's just Donald Trump. You know, he's a big person. Sure. He's a big personality, but I mean, as we know, he's one of the most popular figures in, in, in modern history, but what they're not recognizing is, is that the American people are pissed off. And as you know, your dad believes in a few things that that are really important, that really resonate with people. And that is, you know, number one, it always bothered him to see all of those empty factories that he grew up yeah. with as a kid. He'd see them in New Jersey, New York, all through the Rust Belt. He, as you know, Don, he believes that. He thinks that's wrong. Yeah. And he ran on that. I mean, he believes it to his core. That's a core belief you can't take away. Nobody wants to admit it. And of course, you've got the, the corporate elites who don't want that. They want somebody that they can control, and they don't like that Donald Trump is going to, once again, probably increase tariffs on China. If yeah, he, they want to, like, like they, they can be all
0: conservative, and but, you know, not if it costs you a half a cent more to make your widget, in, in which case they're going to roll over and kowtow to China. And I mean, all of corporate America is that way, right? You you know, these days, you know, you got the electric power stuff. Well, where's all the batteries coming from? China. Where's all the rare earth minerals coming? And who controls that all over the world? China. You know, they can pretend to be against China, but when it really comes down to it, they're not going to be. Or even if they want to be, their donors, the people that actually control them, they don't want to be, and therefore it's not going to happen. So it's all it's all a lie you know they're going to say this on a stage once they get power does anyone really believe they're going to do that we saw that you know the ron DeSantis flip on ukraine he he sort of tried taking the trump position maybe the trump light position and then oh no 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 ukraine it's the biggest issue for all republicans all over the world. it's like we must flip in two days he lied to tucker carlson and flipped his thing the second the donors called him and said that's not what we want and that's the problem people have to understand the difference between what they're told and what they will ultimately get, and those are two very divergent things.
1: Yeah, and and look, and you can't. And the other the other issue is is that that Donald Trump, uh, in in you know now his you know third third uh, campaign, he's got the largest donor base uh, in in history, and that doesn't come because of oh this is just personality uh, yeah. politics. No that's people out there that want to give 5 bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks. Yeah. You see it every single day, you see it on true social because they believe in the cause. They believe that hey, maybe it's a problem having all these empty factories, you know, across yeah. the United States. Maybe it's a problem to have this trade deficit. Maybe it's a problem that we look weak on the foreign stage. Maybe it's a problem that the the military has gone woke and we look totally inept and that the wars in in Iraq and Afghanistan and you know I was there during all of that I mean I've yeah. many um you know I was the head of the intelligence uh, committee i mean there's so many things that that one that that we did wrong and so your dad comes in and says look we're not going to do that stuff anymore and people it resonates with people so you essentially have the elites that are that are backing a few just kamikaze candidates I actually think that, um, uh, you know, it's it's hard to know everything here, Don, but I, I think that the DeSantis campaign um, has really fell flat. Um, and I think now, uh, at least from what I'm hearing, because I still talk to some of these insiders, they've basically left DeSantis and now they're trying to find another candidate, you know, because yeah, well, they just can That's, that's what you see. You see somebody. that, you know,
0: Doug Bergman from, you know, the governor of North Dakota is getting in. Like I've campaigned with the guy and yet like I couldn't, if, if you would actually put a picture, I'd be like, oh, I, I know that guy, but I have no idea who, you know, not exactly like a national stage type figure, right? Not someone you think of. And yet I think he sees that opening. And again, whether it's playing for VP or something else, they see that sort of collapse of the the one that was anointed and he's taken on and he's making all these gains. And then all of a sudden, you know, not so much, but you know, maybe do that. I mean, you, you talked about all the places where i you know, the woke military, the woke, the, the the insanity of this, the indoctrination of our children, you know, compare and contrast the Democrat and the Republican infrastructure right now, because it's with all of the things that are just going on in, that are insane, that aren't resonating with the American people that, that just make absolutely no sense. How is it though still that Republicans are consistently getting outspent? Why does it seem like even when the Republicans are in power, the Democrats somehow still maintain control. They can have those things as like key aspects of their policy. You know, your child should be three and they can change their gender, permanently mutilating your body, and it's okay. Is it just the federal bureaucracy protecting them, just the mainstream media? Because I don't think that resonates with anyone but the lunatic fringe of the left, and yet they seem to get away with it without consequence and, and frankly, yeah, still I've, have the machine to get some, get some going.
1: Yeah. I mean, one thing you have to remember, they have, you know, everybody's, you know, the Soros money. I mean, look, the Soros money is real. I mean, they don't hide from it. Um, you know, he just, you know, handed off his empire to his son who brags about how politically he is. So they have billionaires that are dedicated to Marxism uh, that are funding this uh on the the right the business the the, you know more of the business guys conservatives. sure i mean sure look we've got a lot of very patriotic uh business people that support uh, the republican party but you also have a bunch of them that are just in the middle and they're listening to their lobbyists their consultants their wall street people and that's why they're funneling money you know to other places now how you now i think the the big question you ask like what's going to happen how you know how are you going to win um it's it all comes down to blocking and tackling and i guess you know, the good part is, is that the number of states that are actually up for grabs is very, very small. So, you know, when you look at the, you know, the ballot harvesting, all of those things, it's not a large playing field that we have to go out and and compete on. Um, you know, and look, I I've, I was in Washington last week. I talked to um, many of my former colleagues from Pennsylvania. I mean, look, they think that that Donald Trump's doing very, very well in Pennsylvania. I'm not talking about the primary, I'm talking about for the general election. Yeah. So, you know, and he's only got to win either Pennsylvania or Wisconsin, uh, Michigan. I mean, one of those, he's he's got to win. He doesn't have to win all three, but he's got to win one along with Georgia and, and Arizona. So I just have to believe that no matter how much propaganda you you push out there, uh, look, you can't, if, if people, if the economy's suffering, yeah. you got high gas prices and all of that, you can't hide from it. You now have what some two thirds of, of American people think that Biden is not up for the task. That can't be good. You've got the other and, and third. Believe, the other
0: third are idiots, Devin. <laughs> Come on, just,
1: just look other, at the The guy. other third are are asleep, uh, taking a nap. Uh, but but look, I I'm gonna I still believe, and I've said this very publicly, that um, I just don't think Biden's going to ultimately be their nominee. So, I, so I just, what happens I there? I mean, in.
0: you know, you you see a lot of the stuff right now. You're you're from California. You see. You know, Gavin Newsom's doing the big push on, you know, getting involved in stuff. I mean, I'm not sure he's got the record to necessarily, uh, you know, run on. You know, I don't know that California is the, you know, sure, it's a beautiful state and has nice weather and, you know, incredible scenery. But like, I don't know if there's a lot of successes I'd look at for California to be like, hey, I want to California, the rest of America. So what what do you think is going on with that for 2024 on the Democrat side?
1: Well, look, I think he's running a shadow campaign for president without without question. Um, There's a bunch of others that are trying to probably figure it out. And then you have Obama, the Obama uh, team um, that then this broke last week. It didn't get much play. But, you know, he's, you know, secretly, privately meeting, um, trying with with other Democrats across the country, trying to figure out they don't. I'm basically reading the tea leaves here. Yeah but what it reads is they're trying to figure out what they're going to do when Biden falls. And he could fall on a number of different fronts, but it does—it it, it almost doesn't matter whether he has health issues or, or his legal issues. I mean, it, it doesn't, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. They're, they're going to have to probably get rid of him. And then how are they going to do it? Obama is going to be the only one that can do it. And I think the telling sign is this the day before Biden announced his run for, uh, for reelection, Susan Rice exited out the back door. Yeah. And that's no, that, that was and, that, and was, that the- was
0: a big one. And you but you know the interesting thing will be watching also how how does like the Democrat party the party of like identity politics meaning nothing matters you know as long as you ch- how do they skip over Kamala Harris who I imagine they even imagine is as big a disaster as what we see. You know she was only in there in my opinion and probably everyone else's because of that but how do you, how do they bypass kamala harris whose turn it would be based on their rules and everything that they do for, for a, you know a an older white male like gavin newsom I, this this will be interesting there, look, like, that, we're going to see some really interesting stuff as as that uh, as that transpires
1: they have a hell of a mess on their hands and remember kamala harris was chosen by the obama people a lot of people forget this Um, You know, she was the whole all team Obama was supporting um, her back in 2019. Uh, And then she flopped, right? She came out of the gate, went to Iowa and just sunk and sunk and sunk. Finally, she had to get out of the race because she was going to embarrass herself after like some $100 million. She was going to finish in 10th place. So she got out. And then, you know, when when they then resurrected Biden from the dead, they they really did. Yeah. I mean, he was yeah. he was not going to win. He had no chance. The Obama people said, OK, Joe, we got to put you up here. And everybody said, oh, who's going to be the nominee? I, I said from the beginning, it's Kamala Harris. So that's who that's, that's who's going to be the vice president. There's no question. Everybody said, why? She didn't. Because it's Obama. So now you're exactly right, though. They don't know what to do because she's a disaster. Um, and that's why I think you see these stories that are that are a few of them by the fake news that are, you know, have the the insights. Why is Obama meeting with other people? Clearly he's not going for Kamala Harris. And clearly they know that, that, that Biden, you know, has a big problem. So I think there's, there's going to be a lot of turmoil here along with God only knows how many more indictments uh, they're going to do against president Trump. I mean, I, I just think we're just in a, in a very dangerous time, as you know, that you've got you know, Russia, we're on the verge of World War Three. I mean, these guys keep provoking a guy that uh that that clearly with Putin, somebody who I followed for many, many years, um, you know, doesn't always is uh, not been thinking straight in the last few years. And we don't know
0: what the hell he's gonna do. Yeah, you can only um, provoke a guy we're, like we're that really so much before fight. you regret it. Yeah, no, it's right. It, it's scary times. But uh Devin, thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it, guys. Go check out Devin. Uh, on Truth Social, see everything that's going on there. One of the few guys that really got it early. One of the few guys fighting for this. I, I I'm actually the connection that you made together right now, as it relates to the hey, the stuff they were accusing Trump of in the Steele dossier is actually probably based on Hunter Biden. Like, it's, that's actually yes, a really big deal. I think. Like, that's I never even. I'm, I'm sort of shocked I never thought of it. I guess I got the analogies, but like, yeah, that almost you know, in the world in which we function, is like. You know, that's clearly the most plausible thing imaginable, especially since it came from Hillary and the target that they were initially going after was Joe. It's like, ah, we got all this stuff. Why don't we just recycle it, repurpose it and do all that? So that's kind of a big deal. So, guys, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like, share, uh, download the Rumble app, download Truth Social. Uh, follow Devin check it out. Devin will have to get you back on here uh, soon because you know God knows there's a lot of news breaking and you know your insider perspective to a lot of that uh, will be what we call huge. Also guys, make sure to check out our incredible sponsors like Gold Co. We've seen the writing on the wall. we see what's going on. we see the idiots that are making our decisions for us. like just make sure you educate yourselves. Go check out GoldCo. They'll take you through it step by step. They'll answer all of your questions. You can be there to protect your retirement savings by diversifying. Go to DonJrGold.com to learn more. That's D-O-N-J-R Gold.com. Learn more and protect yourself. Also make sure to check out Patriot Mobile. You're gonna have a cell phone anyway. You can support companies, uh, you know, like AT and T and others who were literally out there fighting against conservative programming, trying to eliminate, you know, Newsmax and OAN, effectively doing so, spending your money to trample on your beliefs. Or you can put America first with every call with a company that donates back to conservative causes. So check out patriotmobilecom triggered for free activation. Again, you're going to have a phone anyway. So check it out. PatriotMobile.com slash triggered, get free activation. The switch over and transition is really easy. And you can put your money where your beliefs are. Thanks a lot, guys. And we'll see you soon.